0: Welcome into Coach's Corner. I am your host, Lucas Coachavar, as always, welcoming you back into another episode of Coach's Corner. And you know, I want to, you know—we have some good action to get into. We have some college football talk later. Another another hot week. That's three in a row that I've been well over five hundred. Really going well for me there. Uh, we got some NFL stuff to talk about preview the upcoming week. Um, Pretty sure we had our MLB winner in the Texas Rangers as the World Series champions. I think we did that last week. I'm not, I'm losing track where things are. We have the in-season tournament, the great in-season tournament for the NBA. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about a lot of that. Um, but first things first, we do have some talk. I think I want to get to about the San Francisco 49ers. A team that I think was early on in the year. I think everyone was like, okay, this is it. This is the 49ers year. They finally are healthy. They're doing well. They are dominating opponents. And they're cruising right now. But then we hit a kind of a wall. We kind of hit a wall here very quickly for the 49ers. Where they ran to teams such as the Browns, the Vikings, uh, the Bengals. You know, losers of, I think it's three in a row now. And, I mean, they're quickly facing a very tough game here against the Jaguars. I know it's crazy to say that. The Jaguars are a tough game. But it is a tough game because the Jaguars have also been on a hot streak. And they've kind of turned around their luck after losing to, I think, the Chiefs. They've won most of their games since then. Or it was the Texans, I think. They got blown out by. Um... They've been winning most of their games since that you know week, and I mean, I, Jacksonville's now looking at a, a comfy playoff game at home, and it's one of those like people projected that jump for them, but they've kind of made it quicker than people, I think, thought. Uh, very favorable schedule, that kind of deal. And I say all that to say the 49ers have another tough game coming up, and they could quickly find themselves down in a hole similar to what the was his name? The Vikings are in. I mean, Vikings lost their quarterback in Kirk Cousins last week, and they're 5-4 and now after a spirited win against Atlanta. Shocker. Atlanta couldn't beat a third-string backup who just came in five days ago to the building. So crazy that that happened. But either way, 49ers are now kind of hovering around that if they lose this game. They're quickly losing, you know, against the Seahawks, like, ground and wins and losses all the Seahawks got crushed in their own right. We'll talk about it later. But main point is the 49ers are now kind of feels like they're treading water a little bit too early than they should be and this is just one of the moves that I think is exemplifying that. 49ers DC Steve Wilkes moves from the booth to the booth to the field amid struggles. Frankly I I don't think that does anything. I'm I'm going to be honest, I don't think that you see the game that much differently going from the booth to the field. I don't I don't think that's like a magic wand like I need to be on the field and now your defense is going to be amazing. I don't think that's how that works. The Pittsburgh Steelers did a similar thing but with their offensive coordinator instead. They're not any better. Their offense is not anywhere near as good as it should be given the talent they have and all that stuff. And, I mean, the 49ers are kind of in a similar situation, and I can see them just not really picking up, like, any any considerable ground with this type of move. And it's one of those just desperation heaves that teams end up doing. And I don't think, I just frankly don't think it does anything. I just don't. So, they're trying anything right now. This kind of feels like, you know, when an offensive coach is like, man, our offense stinks, let me hand over the play calling duties. It has those feelings of that. And I say that not to be like, everyone's about to get fired in San Francisco, it's over, their window's done, they don't know what they're doing. No, I don't think that. But this is a move that I don't love, that I don't think really helps anyone. And... I think the 49ers will look very funny in the light here if they end up losing this game against Jacksonville. And it'll be especially tough because they were a buyer at the deadline, essentially, with going after Chase Young. I mean, one of the most young and promising pass rushers who's due a big contract after this season. They went after him. And, I mean, that's another move where it's like, you know, if it doesn't work out here, if you guys don't, if that doesn't capitalize, if he doesn't capitalize from this, then... 49ers I don't know what you're really doing and so I say all that to say I mean let's look at the schedule real quick because I didn't I mean want to point out like does it get easier does it get better for the 49ers because we just witnessed one of the better um, NFC like games against you know two teams that are Super Bowl contenders I'd say in the Cowboys and Eagles and 49ers played the Cowboys earlier in the season. Um, but I mean if we start off I mean they crushed the Steelers That was a really promising game They looked explosive as ever I mean they kind of handled the Rams scores closer than what it was Handled the Giants That's an easy task um, Handled the Cardinals Another easy task And then they crushed the Cowboys And I think that's when everyone was like Oh yeah this is a juggernaut This is going to be an easy ride through the NFC The Eagles haven't looked great Cowboys I mean you just crushed them I mean who else is really there And then all of a sudden, run into the Browns' defense. Browns' defense smothers the 49ers. Brock Purdy gets kind of hurt in this game. They come back against the Vikings. The Vikings look like kind of this is when the Vikings start to turn the tide, but also the 49ers' offense doesn't really do anything. I mean, 17 points for the 49ers, back-to-back weeks, both result in losses. Kyle Shanahan-led team is should be the offense offensive lead I' I'm, I know their defense has stars and Fred Warner and Nick Bosa but you're Kyle Shanahan's team he's supposed to be the wonder kid you're supposed to win these type of games and they did it okay fine then you go back home against the Bengals and another another 17 point game I I mean when I remember Kyle Shanahan on the Falcons as an offensive coordinator, I remember the stat where it's like basically is if the Falcons don't score 20 points, they don't win games. I don't I don't know if you're seeing a trend here, but <laughs> 30 points win, 30 points win, 30 points win, 35 points win, 42 points win, 17 points loss, 17 points loss, 17 points loss. If you're not catching the trend there, I think it's pretty simple. I 49ers have to figure out this offense going forward. I know McCaffrey is banged up. Purdy's kind of banged up. The guys are banged up. But, I mean, they still have to, you know, score points with Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. They still have weapons on that offense they have to score with. And, like I say, you have Kyle Shanahan, the Brains, the offensive genius running the show. It should be that way. Like it should work out that well. Like it should, it shouldn't be this hard. So, you know, the 49ers, I, they have to get it going on offense. I think just as much as they do, have to figure out this defensive thing. Because I mean, like I, I don't, I don't think the defensive struggles are really a a big issue with them. Because I mean, the Bengals are a good offense. They just are. The Vikings with Kirk Cousins is a good offense. The Browns won. Like I said, you held them to 19 points. I mean, it's a backup quarterback, you should have held them to 19 points. But, once again, your offense had to step up. So, say all this to say, for an hour's offense, score 20 points, I think you win games. For an hour's defense, you need Chase Young to come in and be the playmaker that you traded for. And I, I think that's really a recipe to get back on track here. And, like I said, the next couple games will be paramount. The Jaguars is a tough game. You have to go... You have to win that game. Buccaneers, I think, are frisky. They should win that, though. Seahawks, that's your division leader. You have to beat them to win the division. Eagles is going to be, I think, a very, very telling game. I think we'll know how legit the 49ers are at that point. I uh, don't—pre-game, I think we'll know. Like— I don't think it'll be any, like, big revelation of the Eagles beat the 49ers. I don't think we'll be like, okay, we know, the, we know the 49ers are not legit because they didn't beat the Eagles. Or, okay, we know the 49ers are legit because they beat the Eagles. We'll know going into that game is my prediction. So, then they have another matchup with the Seahawks. Cardinals, meh. Ravens will be another big game on Christmas Day. I mean, Lamar Jackson and those boys are humming, and who knows? Then Commanders, yeah, Rams, yeah. So, you're going to have your you know identity games here, I think, the next three weeks. I think this is, you know, you started off hot. You've hit your bumpy road. Are you going to keep going down a bumpy road? Or are you going to hit that trajectory and go upwards like a roller coaster? I mean, I don't want to say roller coaster because that means you'll end up losing. So, either way, that's all I have to say about the 49ers. Like I said, they have to get better. They had to figure it out. They just had to figure it out because, like I said, some teams in the NFC look really good. So, say all that to say, we're back. College football picks, we got to talk about them. We got to talk about the winners we had here. I mean, Ole Miss minus three against Texas A&M, that felt like a winner the entire way. It didn't end as well as I wanted to, but that's okay. Um, we had Wisconsin at Indiana under. That was the easy big ten under. Kentucky on the road, handled business, minus three and a half over Mississippi State. Notre Dame lost on the road at Clemson. I, I knew that was gonna be a frisky game. I knew that was gonna be a tough one. I didn't I didn't know whether or not you know, Clemson would show up. They did. They they showed they showed Tyler from Spartanburg that they are a good team still. They're okay. Notre Dame sliding once again to a good team. Whatever. Kansas State, Texas, over 49 and a half. That one hit pretty late. We had some late blows to get that one over the line. Iowa versus Northwestern, under. Hilarious that it went under, but it did. Uh, Army versus Air Force, under. We love the service. Academy unders. A moment of silence for Air Force, who got you know, kind of handled and just lost their top 25 ranking. And moving on, we have our my three losers in a row here. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State over 61 and a half. That game was going well, and then it just kinda halted. But Oklahoma State gets the win in the last Bedlam ever. We love to see it. A team getting their petty revenge. Tulane minus 17.5 against East Carolina. East Carolina w- woke up, I guess. This is the one game they wanted. Either way. Iowa State, minus two and a half against Kansas was a loser. Kansas might <laughs> I won't say might be a good team because we know they're a good team, but they beat the Iowa State game at night curse. So that's huge for them. SMU at Rice over 58.5. Of course that was going to cash. Fresno State minus three against Boise State. That was a winner. Bama minus three against LSU. Bama handled business, and they're kind of looking dangerous. But I'm still not sure on them. We'll see how they do in the future. I'm still... I a future, they have some easy games. We're gonna see how they do in the SEC championship. Really, that's how it is because I, I don't, I don't, not believe in Jalen Miller, But I don't, I don't think he's turned a corner as a good player or anything. I think they just figured out he's good at running, so they're gonna run him. He, shocker, rocket science. Then we have Arizona plus three against UCLA, which was a winner outright. I gave you that because I have an announcement. Arizona Wildcats you guys are my 2023 team of the year just betting on you I feel like I understand you the vibes I, I get you I get you in your mind I just whenever I think about Arizona games and I'm thinking about their betting I' I feel like I've hit and I'm gonna stamp them as my Lucas Coach of our team of the year much how I did East Carolina last year I I salute you I love you Arizona State. Let's give a round of applause for Arizona State. Or Arizona. Arizona, my bad. The Wildcats. U of A. A great team. And with that being said, I'm going with them. Of course I have to. I'm going with them, minus 10.5 at Colorado. A little bit of a tough game here. Um, they're 8 1, though. I say that against the spread. 6 uh, 3 on the year. They're on a total hot streak. Their offense is really solid. Their defense is, I think, better than advertised. And they're playing against a Colorado team, which I think is kind of sputtering pretty badly right now. Um, Handed over play-calling duties last week, and it went so much worse than I think they even could have imagined. Um, I think Colorado's pretty dead in the water. I can't see them doing much else this year. Um, Florida at LSU over 63.5. LSU coming off a tough loss against Alabama at Alabama. I'm not sure if Gene Daniels is playing, so we'll see how that goes. Either way, I mean, I think he will play because he wanted to keep playing that game against Alabama. Um, Florida puts up some good points. I think the receivers are actually pretty good at Florida there. I, I think this just feels like a shootout type of game, and I think we'll get a good, you know, 30, 35, and... That would get us over. Next, UNLV, a sneaky team, kind of like Arizona, where it's like, they're 8-1 against the spread. UNLV, minus 5.5 at home against Wyoming. If this was at Wyoming, I'd take Wyoming plus the points, but at UNLV, I like that at home for the Rebels. Give me UNLV, minus 5.5. Next game might be my lock for the week. Texas at TCU. Texas is minus ten and a half. I think TCU's kind of done with the year. They're not having a year like Michigan State, where it's like they want to quit because of reasons off the field and on the field. I think they're just not a great team. I think they've kind of hit their roadblock, their wall. Um, I can't imagine they put up much of a fight here. Texas has handled business against the bad teams in the Big 12. And I, I like them to win this game. I like them to cover this pretty easily. Um... Wazoo at Cal, over 58.5. Uh, Wazoo hasn't done great for me in overs. I thought Wazoo was going to be my Arizona, basically. I thought that was the earlier this year, but they've kind of taken on some water in the boat. And Cal I, has been better than I think people thought they were going to be. Their offense is at least electric. I think their offense will handle their part of this. Um, yeah, this feels like a classic Pac-12 shootout. Next one, Fresno State at SJSU, San Jose State. I have Fresno State plus one and a half. I don't know why they're plus here. Um, They're 8-1 on the season. I know against the spread, they're kind of wishy-washy, but I think they win this game outright, so I I like them plus the points here especially. Uh, Next game we have USC at Oregon. Um, Frankly, I think USC's quit on the year two. I think last week was their last punch, their last haymaker they had in them against Washington at home, didn't go well. Uh, Oregon is just on an absolute tear. They're eight and one against the spread as well. Um, I like them to cover two touchdowns here just because Southern California, USC's defense, it just sucks. I mean, even though they fired the defensive coordinator, I don't think that's like a automatic flip of the switch here. Give me Oregon and Bo Nix to keep it rolling against USC at home, especially. Uh, rice at UTSA over 58 and a half JT Daniels is playing really well at rice so far uh, UTSA Been pretty good on the year. I think they can score some points at home uh, Just feels like a good old-fashioned uh, you know, Points free here. Give me the over Tennessee and Mizzou is a very underrated game this week 13-14 uh, obviously um, at Mizzou so it's a big game for them, I believe and I'm going to take them. I'm going to take Mizzou plus one and a half. I think they win this game outright. Uh, I was impressed how they came into Athens, played really physical football. I think our offense is really good. And I can see them giving Tennessee some fits. You know, not They're not like crazy good on defense. But I think they're good enough to really kind of halt some of what Tennessee wants to do. So give me Mizzou plus the points there. Memphis at Charlotte, give me the over there. I think this is a relatively low over. Um, frankly, I'm scared about Charlotte. I don't know much about Charlotte to, to score points, but Memphis is a good team, seven and two. I know they do score points, so give me them to at least do their part in this. Charlotte, get a touchdown or two maybe. Next, we have an insane under that we could take here at 28 and a half. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take Iowa minus one and a half. Rutgers coming off a big com- competitive game. I, eh, they, they fought really hard against Ohio State, didn't win, didn't really come out better or anything. But I do think that was an emotional game. I think they spent a lot of what they could on that game. I think at home, Iowa, uh, waving to the kids at the Children's Hospital, I think that just gives them a boost. I love them minus one and a half. Then we have Oklahoma State, minus 2.5 at UCF. 3.30 makes this a better game than me. If this was a night game, I'd be worried. But Oklahoma State, um, another team that started off really slow, has figured out that their offense, which is just give the ball to Ollie Gordon. He'll handle the rest. I, I love Oklahoma State here to you know, cover the 2.5. I think they win the game. And I think the running back rushes for a lot of yards like he normally does. And once again, those bottom four Big Twelve teams that have been adjusting to the game have not done it well. So UCF, I think, is the friskiest out of those four, even even better than BYU. But yeah, give me the Pokes to cover here. So say all that. Let's get some winners here. I feel really good about that. So let's move on to some NFL football. We have a week. We have a week of games. it's as much as I'll say because I I looked it over a little bit, this week is really rough compared to what we had last week. Carolina at Chicago is our Thursday night game. They were really praying that Bryce Young was good, and they were really praying that Justin Fields was good. But instead, we might get Tyson Bajant versus a very, very wounded, beat-up Carolina team. I don't mean that as if they have injuries, it's just they've lost games in really brutal fashions this year, like beatings. Um, And you know, I had the take about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud earlier in the season in one of my opening segments, but I didn't expect it to keep going this well for me, because C.J. Stroud's looked incredible and Bryce Young hasn't looked good, so either way, God bless you if you watch this game. If you have Amazon Prime to watch this game, you should probably cancel your Amazon Prime. Save some money. Um, I, but, yeah, give me the Panthers, I guess. Um, Colts, New England, in Germany, Sure, uh, <laughs> I feel bad. This feels like a really in poor taste a game to send over to Germany, because I don't even know what the appeal of this would have been to them. Because Dolphins Chiefs is fun. Like you do get Tyreek and Mahomes in a game, two marketable guys. In this one, you have Mac Jones, and I guess it would have been Anthony Richardson if he if he if he was good. They were really banking on that, I guess. I say that to say. I guess that I think the Patriots win this game. It's one of those they've been close in some games, but they've just flat out lost them. Um, I think they kind of correct the tides here. I think they do get a win in Germany. Tennessee at Tampa Bay. We have an announcement about Will Levis. He's the starter going forward for the Titans. Um, Tampa Bay coming off a heartbreaker against the Texans. Uh, great game, though. That was a phenomenal game. Didn't expect it to be good, but um, I think this could be an underrated good game. I like Tampa Bay to win this. They've been on a tough skid right now, but I, right now I think we'll keep seeing rookie Will Levis be a rookie, not the against the Falcons Will Levis. Because I mean, frankly, Tampa Bay just has a better defense. So, um, New Orleans at Minnesota. We'll see if Josh Dobbs can continue the streak. What thing about Josh Dobbs is he's really good for a game, and then you get three bad games. So. This feels like one of those. But at home, maybe gives them a little bit of juice. We'll see if Justin Jefferson maybe suits up. I don't think he will this year or this week, but maybe next week. Yeah. San Francisco-Jacksonville, a te- tease to this big time. Um, I, I, think, I think San Francisco will bounce back. This feels like they have to bounce back. It's one of those, their back's against the wall. Uh, wounded dog against the wall is... a Hungry dog. I I don't know sayings, but something along those lines. Give me the 49ers. Green Bay at Pittsburgh. A Super Bowl from 2010 rematch. Good lord, these teams have fallen off from that point. Um, Give me the Steelers to win this. The defense is just so much better than whatever the Packers are going to roll out on offense against them. Give me Pittsburgh in a route at home. Cleveland at Baltimore. If Cleveland had figured out something with their offense, maybe this would be interesting, but... I don't think they have since their matchup, but defense of, you know, for Cleveland going against the Ravens will be an interesting chess match. Ravens have handled opponents very well the past two weeks. Good opponents. We'll see if they do it again against Cleveland's defense, which I mean, they did it a couple weeks ago. So why not again? Give me Baltimore. Houston at Cincinnati, an underrated fun game here. I think if CJ Stroud can keep it going, Um, Joe Burrow's got the boys humming in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati wins this game. I think it'll be closer than people think. So I love I love the Texans plus six and a half here. But yeah, give me the Bengals to win that. Next, we have Detroit at the Chargers. This is another fun game, I think, of two offenses that have potential to be great, but they don't always show it. Detroit's been more consistent than the Chargers, obviously, but Chargers just got to win against the Jets. They're trying to claw their way back into the playoffs. We'll see if they do. Um... Give me Detroit, though. This just feels like a Detroit win. Uh, Atlanta at Arizona. Kyler Murray's return on the year. They're plus one and a half. Give me Arizona plus one and a half and win the game because the Falcons are a joke. Arthur Smith is terrible. He doesn't know how to call plays in the red zone effectively that are like giving the ball to your best player. He just gives it to players who are Kaderil Hodge, Johnnie Smith, and Tyler Algier. Fine players as rotational guys not your main targets in the red zone but they are and he stinks so give me the cardinals to win this game easily um giants at dallas giants are playing tommy devito don't watch this game washington at seattle i think this could actually be a sneaky fun game if washington shows up washington feels very extreme they're either good washington or god they should probably kill the team and just send them off to They're separate ways, Washington. I don't think there's any in between with them. But I I think they'll keep this kind of game close. I think Geno Smith hasn't been awesome, and we'll continue to see that. So give me Seattle. Jets at Raiders. Um, Zach Wilson, primetime game. Against Aiden O'Connell, primetime game. If you have NBC, you just... You shouldn't have NBC. You should cancel your cable. You should return your cable box. Burn it, maybe, because you shouldn't watch this game. If you turn this game on, you should be tested. You should go to an insane asylum. We should reopen insane asylums and put everyone who watches this game into insane asylums. Do not do it. Don't. Then we finish off with Denver at Buffalo. Monday Night Football. (laughs) Sure. Bill's prime time. They've gotten three in a row, so why not another one? Against Denver, who has kind of gotten better lately. I'm not sure if they're still I don't they're not good. <laughs> they're not good. Let's let's be honest, they're not. But the Bills haven't been good either, so I think this will actually be a competitive game, but give me Buffalo at home. Seriously, if you do end up watching Jets Raiders get tested for something, I don't know what, but Figure out your life. Get some priorities. Take up knitting, maybe. I don't know. Do something that isn't football-related if you're watching Jets, Raiders, willingly. That might that might be what the Army does to, like, uh, torture people. You know, like, we're going to put on this game on loop. That would be terrible. Either way, I'm your host, Lucas Coach Var. As always, make sure you like, share, subscribe, check out the podcast on your podcast networks, on the YouTube, obviously. Show some love there. You know, like I said, share it to your grandma. Why not? Grandma wants to listen to some sport takes. Get Maybe get some college football bets in. Yeah, grandma wants that. Grandma wants some locks. So, with that being said, I'm your host, Lucas Kochavar. As always, I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>